Give me back tomorrow Taking all that I can stand Throw the weight of the world From the palm of your hand Gather round the fire Together we will rise Keep your feet on the ground Keep your eye on the prize Good morning, you're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW I'll be introducing you to fascinating people Fun places to visit and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Do I say guaranteed every time? I think uh, I do. Yeah, I think you do. I think most things I do lift my spirits, so I, I assume they'll lift everybody Well, they're guaranteed else. right there. <laughs> so, sometimes I just like to tell a story. Yeah. So today I'm going to tell a story about it's Aura's Angel. It's a coloring book I made, and that book's done a lot of amazing things, and it was inspired by my grandmother. And uh, the story goes this way. My grandfather uh, was diagnosed with cancer, and at that time I just had one child, and she was little, Sharissa, and I went to stay with my grandmother in uh, Yakima area, and I went back and forth to the hospital with her, and um, one morning, because she felt like my grandfather wasn't doing very well, she told me a story, and she always had this chair she sat in, and that had this angel picture over it. But she told the story about how when she was young, she had a two-month-old baby pass away, and the baby wasn't baptized, and she was really distraught, thinking, because someone told her her baby was going to go to hell, limbo, that um, she wanted God to give her a sign. So she basically told me this amazing story, and it was so great that I actually wrote it down, and I kept it for years. And then my grandmother did pass, and I do get signs and synchronicities from people that have crossed over when they when they need something done. And the message from my grandmother was to get this story written somehow, some way, before um, her children started to pass. Because she has 12 kids, and they were all still alive at that time. But you know how life gets in the way, and you keep running and doing things, and you think about it, but you don't act on it. Well, I worked at a grocery store called Albertsons, and I was doing my healing work, and probably at that time in Snohomish. And... I still kept feeling like I should make time for it, but I didn't. And then um, I was working for 20 hours for benefits at Starbucks just to keep that uh, my foot in the door. And I tried to make it playful and bring my healing work to Albertsons. And sometimes my boss is like, don't go anywhere and do anything without me because it was fun. She had a lot of fun doing the spiritual stuff like angel cards and such. Well, one day I saw a man come up and his uh, Albertsons card ended with 444. And so I said, just out of the blue, I said, oh, you have angels behind you and they're following you around. And she goes, don't go there because my grandma talks about that and it's a little scary. So the next day I saw him and I said, don't get all crazy, Dina, and scare this man. And I said, what is your grandmother's name? And he said, Aura. So that's where my arm hairs went up. And joining me this morning is Curtis Reed. Good morning, Curtis. Good morning, Dina. Curtis, I've been wanting you on my show forever, and we planned this a couple months out, and you're a busy man. Yes, I am. Now, Curtis, did I scare you that day? <laughs> well, not so much scared as uh, maybe a little, like, what's going on here, you know? I thought it was I thought it was a trick, a joke at first, but, you know, it was not. <laughs> it was it not. Was and I think that you scared me when you said Aura because I knew I was supposed to be doing something and I was, wasn't acting on it. So we had a little conversation. I said, this is so weird because my grandmother's name is Aura. 
And um, were you, I think at that time you were working right by me, so we saw each other quite a bit. Right. That's correct. And so Starbucks was fun, and then you'd come in and we start chatting, and then I, I think because of you, this is how I feel, that that was the turning point of me doing it. And at that time I had my crystal reading book that I was doing, so I did them both at the same time. And then my whole goal was to finish it and give you that book, and I did, didn't I? Yes, yes you did. And we also sent a copy to my grandmother. Oh, so I sent a copy to your grandmother. Yay. <laughs> I'm just remembering all this. And then we became really good friends. My color book's done. And then you had some um, decisions kind of to make in your life at that time. Right. Were you yeah, really? I was. Go ahead. Were you no, really? I was just, you know, my 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 job was what it was, and was not going so well. That um, we had to make a move, and then I reconnected with my wife over, you know, we we've been apart for over twenty something years, and we reconnected on Facebook and. Uh, things led to a better direction, and I let my company know that I would be leaving. And it was about a five-month period that I was going to be still in town, and they decided to let me go. So... And that's, and, and that's when you were... We kind of, you came to my house, and we had dinner and such... And, and you were right. in transition. But you made a major decision, didn't you? Yes, yes I did. To follow your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I did. That, 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 that was probably one of the scariest moments of my life. I, uh, I, I was going to be a, a dad to three wonderful kids, um, a husband to a wonderful wife, and little did I know, how much my life actually was going to change. And, I, yeah, and you were raised in Georgia. I was. And so I remember you I coming was. to my office, and we did our little chakra readings. Right, right. Do you remember that? I do. That was in Snohomish County. Yeah. yeah. What would you get out of that? Besides being well, scared. It, it, opened, it, it opened my eyes to, you know, a different way of thinking. It was, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't terrifying at all, but uh, coming from the Bible Belt, uh, <laughs> there, you know, there, there's some things that, you know, that are a little more challenging to accept for some people down there. But luckily, I, you know, I do have an open mind and an open heart, and I, I'm able to accept different things. And that's the, the crown chakra is open-minded. And, uh, you, uh, you know, you could have came in and it didn't feel good. That's your heart. That's when you know to go the opposite direction. <laughs> right. But when I work with the energy, that's really what it is, is, is opening up all your centers. And when we're in a job, and you know, I wasn't happy at, I'll say it. I mean, I want to do my healing work full time. So we were both kind of in the same boat trying to right. make some decisions, but it was it's a leap to tell a job with benefits and all this stuff that you're moving on. Right. 
and they didn't have a party for me when I left. No, I'm just kidding. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I you know, I went at the very end. I, I kind of knew I was leaving, so I, I did, you know, push the envelope quite a bit. And But that was good for my, I call it your, your power chakra, is to assert yourself and say no. And I think when you start loving yourself enough and choosing things that will bring you more joy, life gets better. Right. This is true. And so now you no. have, how, how long, nine, nine years you guys been together? Yes, we've been together for nine years. Carla, and what's, I, the, kids, no. what's the kids' names? I got my oldest daughter, Jade, my middle son, Talon, and my youngest son, Zeth. Zeth with a Z, not, not Seth, Zeth. And we have Father's Day coming up. Give me some words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. <laughs> love your kids, <laughs> and they'll love you back. That's pretty much all the words of wisdom that I have. Well, and I think, uh, too, you married your best friend. I did. You know, that our story is, uh, is, is a good one. Um, we actually dated in high school back in Georgia. Um, I was a senior in she was a sophomore. Uh, when I graduated, she actually wrote in my yearbook, in two years, I'll be 18, come back. <laughs> and life life kind of takes you into different places. And uh, I ended up going, joining the Navy. Uh, she moved on. Uh, he was married, ended up out here in Colorado, um, had those three wonderful kids. Um, her marriage ended. Uh, she found me on Facebook. We started to talk, and eventually I, ended, I moved to Colorado, Montrose, Colorado, one of the smallest little country towns you know, in the United States and, you know, leaving from a big area like, you know, the, the Mill Creek, Everett area to little tiny Montrose was a, was a big shocker, but it was one of the best decisions that I've made. I've learned so much about peace just by the surroundings, you know. You know, we have mountains all around us. Uh, elevation is different. I'm at almost 6,000 feet. The fishing is amazing. <laughs> I became a fly fisherman. I do that probably more than I should. But just listening to that water, you know, that's God's creation, and that's, that's, that's my serenity. And that's where I spend a good portion of my time that I'm not spending with my wife and kids. Well, I decided that that's one of my prescriptions is men fishing. That is meditation. You are taking time to, to well, not lift your spirits as much as ground your spirits and, and keep your heart healthy and happy. And so I, it's a prescription. Get out and fish as much as you can in Mother Nature. And being alone is really great for getting more direction. It is. You know, you, you, there's, there's so much more to take in when you don't have somebody else in your ear so you can you can just 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 look at those surroundings look at how 
nature interact with each other. And, you know, it just gives you a, a whole different perspective on life. You know, there's several different types of birds. Well, there's thousands of different types of birds, but they all seem to have that common, you know, that common denominator. You don't, you don't see them fighting, you know, you don't see them angry at each other, you know, maybe they are, and I don't understand bird talk, but they seem, they seem to be getting along to me, so I don't know why people can't follow that example. Bird nerd is what I call it, but birds right now, I mean, because I'm on Camino, but you just mentioned something so sacred, bird watching, and being aware of them. This morning, they were quiet, and I'm like, what? They didn't wake me up, darn it. I kind of slept, I overslept, but, you know, the clouds were here. I still am kind of questioning what happened, because every morning at this time, I hear the same birds singing the same song, and at night, they're working, and now they're kind of protecting their babies, but bird watching and being by yourself gets you back in touch with mother nature so true and if we don't do it what would happen you and well, I I think we lose we, we, we lose our perspective on, on, on where we want to be and you know I, I, I think that would create some, 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 some sort of turmoil because we're not using those tools that are there for us to better ourselves. I just don't think we'd be, we'd be as happy as we are, for sure. Well, and I think, the okay, for me, it's like I go to the beach all the time. The solitude, right now the trees I'm noticing, because they're all green, the same place I ran where I could see, you know, the blue sky, now it's really, it's almost like a cave. And in, when it gets warmer, to be around green and trees and hearing the birds... It's like one every day for an hour. I find a place to disappear, and it's been rough because I'm out here in Bellevue. But there are really cool places, and I don't want to tell people where they're at. Just kidding, because <laughs> I don't want people to show up. But it's my therapy, and I just know that because I've seen you. It's been you know I went through some dark stuff in, uh, seven years ago with the divorce and all, and you saw my family and this and that. But it was Mother Nature and Camano Island that got me back on track. It took about a year for the heartbreak to, to, to heal. But, uh, you know, I just I feel so blessed to have met you. I feel so, uh, I know this, uh, that spirit led us together for healing because we're both in that same boat. But you get to go fishing. Do you see sunrise? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's what I, that's the only thing I'm missing because I'm on the wrong side of the island. But I got to get now at like 445 to get over there to see the sun come up. But sunrises, if you want to lift your spirits and you want to do something healing for yourself, get up early enough to see that sunrise by yourself and you'll reconnect with God. This is true. I actually was in Georgia back in April for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. And we got my wife a brand new camera. The one thing that we wanted to do was go to the beach because we we live on uh, in Georgia. We live on the coast, so we went. We got up early, went to the beach, and she got some amazing pictures of the sunrise with her brand new camera. And I took pictures of her taking pictures of the sunrise, and it was it was just a good time. It was. You're already you're my guru because that's the other thing: focusing, focusing on the beauty. Everyone that takes a picture of, like, Mother Nature isn't thinking about work. They're thinking about what's in front of them and how beautiful it is. So 
That's another prescription, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> You're just full of prescriptions. Yes, you are. Well, I'm just so glad that I get to watch it. And I, I, I do love Facebook. Look what it's done for you. And I get to catch up with people I love. It's been years since we've actually, like, seen each other. But I still feel like you're with me. And you made an impact by walking up and just saying, Aura, <laughs> to me. <laughs> and because of you, that well, coloring book has gone out to thousands of people. And I get some of the nicest emails. And um, a quick story is that I, I was, I couldn't remember where I met this man, but it was Denver. I was flying to Nebraska. And he looked distraught. And I started talking to him because Spirit said, you know, talk to him, quit working. I had a really nice conversation with him. He was going to see his dad who was in the hospital, and I must have given him my card because I get a phone call about a week later, and he says, you know, because of your talk, I missed my plane that day, stayed with my dad, and he died two hours later. I mean, that it was amazing. I sent him the coloring book, and I still keep the message where he's like, thank you so much, because you know, and with, with my next guest, they can come through with dreams, uh, the people that love us, and, and they, they are, I feel like they're, they're in starlight. That's what my grandma says with her book, that her baby's in starlight. And, you know, if I hadn't finished that book, I wouldn't have that little card or that little gift to give people. And I still think it's my grandmother working through me to tell her story so that we, you know, life is to be lived, and then we're going to pass. So let's make it the best one we can, spend as much time with the people we love, and do those things that bring us joy, like fishing and me watching sunsets and sunrises. Or swimming in the Puget Sound, <laughs> but so you're you're um. What are you doing today? It's Friday. I am working today. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to go off to do anything fun this weekend, Father's Day. Well, my daughter is coming in from uh, Denver today. Uh, I actually am graduating from Project Healing Waters fishing program. Uh, Project Healing Waters is put on. Uh, for vets, it teaches vets how to tie flies. We're building a fly rod. They teach us how to fish. I've all, I already know these things, but I'm going through so that next year I can come back as a mentor, a mentor vet. Ah, <laughs> oh, you never cease to amaze me. I, I'm gonna have a vet on the show, and it, it uh, two weeks from now, and it's really about that, right? Mentoring and finding things to. You're just, you're just, again, you're my spiritual guru. <laughs> you taught me. Well, thank you. Well, Curtis, thank you for having, uh, I have, thank you for being on my show, and I'll keep watching you on Facebook. Thanks for having me, Dana. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Tomorrow, taking all that I can stand. Throw the weight of the world from the palm of your hand. Gather around the fire, together we will rise. Keep your feet on the ground, keep your eye on the prize. Oh, don't turn away, no, don't go back. Next train's coming down the track. Whether you are, whatever. The BEPC Expo is back. It's the biggest metaphysical fair in the Pacific Northwest. And it's back in Kent and the last Saturday in June. It's bigger and better than ever, with twice as many speakers, double the rooms, more readers, healers, vendors, food, and more. Arrive at 9 a.m. for a live audience psychic show. Doors to the whole expo open at 10 a.m. This is the place to pick up your favorite gems, intuitive advice, clothing, jewelry, 
and handmade items sourced locally and globally. Bring your friends or come meet new friends. Mark your calendars for the last Saturday in June, June 29th at the Kent Commons for the BEPC Expo, 4th and James in Kent. Plenty of free parking, free admission, and free drawings all day from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, visit BEPCweb.org. That's BEPCweb.org. Hope to see you there. Aloha. Join me, Dina Marie, on the island of Kauai. Let me be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. You'll receive daily healing sessions and experience fun, interactive outings to some of my favorite places, sacred sites, secluded beaches, and sunrises that will lift your spirits. Go beyond the tour spots, meet fascinating locals, and leave with amazing memories. Retreats are based on your schedule and budget. For more information, visit liftyourspiritswithdinamarie.com. Thinking about getting away for a day or an overnight stay? Pristine Pacific Northwest Island Beauty is closer and more affordable than you may think. From unspoiled hills to uncrowded Puget Sound shoreline, from wildlife and stately evergreen forests to bald eagles and blue herons, Whidbey and Camino Islands have it all. They're both located in Puget Sound and are an easy drive from either Seattle or Vancouver, B.C. Both islands are accessible by bridge, and each island is a wonder of nature and scenic beauty to be enjoyed by the entire family. To visit this classic Pacific Northwest experience, visit WhidbeyCaminoIslands.com or like them on Facebook to see all they have to offer. You'll discover that island time is just a short drive away and can be affordably yours this weekend. Whidbey and Camino Islands, the shortest distance to far away. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Thank you for joining us this morning. I am going to play my coloring book, Or's Angel. I did read it two years ago uh, with Tony Antonelli on a show, but Benny put music behind it. Don't I you did. love Benny? Yeah, it sounds really good. So we're going to listen to uh, the story, Or's Angel. Once, not so long ago, there lived a young woman named Ora. She was very spiritual and loved God with all of her heart. As hard as her life had been, she knew that God loved her. When she was a child, she became very ill. The fever had made her blind. Near death, she prayed for a miracle. In the darkness, she asked God to help her. As if scales had been lifted from her eyes, she suddenly could see. From that moment on, God was so much a part of her that she would ask for guidance concerning the biggest to smallest things. Later in life, Ora married and had children. She was a good mother and she worked very hard for the bare necessities that others would take for granted. She often felt like she was always being tested like Job in the Bible. Sadly, when her third child was born, the baby girl had lived only six months. Many nights, Ord would awaken to her baby's cries only to find the cradle empty. Knowing that her prayers would be answered, she asked for guidance. Every day and every night, she would cry, asking why her daughter was taken away from her at such a young age. When the answers didn't come, she began to lose her faith. How could God have forsaken her? One day, a woman from church dropped by for a visit. She asked Ora if the child had been baptized. Ora replied that there had not been time. The woman then said that the baby was in limbo, neither heaven nor hell, and that's where that child would stay. 
Aura was horrified. How could this be? What had she and the baby done to deserve such a punishment? She ran outside into a large field. She knelt down on her knees, and on a rock she prayed one last time for an answer. No reply, no miracle, no voice. She walked slowly to the house, feeling completely alone, wondering if there truly was a God. That afternoon, she was asked to watch the children from a nearby farm. The grandmother had become very ill. Hoping it would take her mind off the happenings of the day, she said yes. After dinner, Aura took the children outside to play a game of baseball in the same field that she had prayed earlier that day. Hearing the children's laughter helped her set aside the questions she had been asking. For the first time in weeks, she felt she could let go of the thoughts of her baby. She was at ease listening to the sound of the children's laughter. Later that night, after putting all the children to bed, she fell asleep emotionally exhausted. She slept soundly until she was awakened by the familiar sound of her baby's cry. She got up, she walked toward the crib. Again, the baby wasn't there. She thought to herself, it must be one of the other children. She turned to go back to bed and then she saw a beautiful angel standing in the doorway. The angel held her baby in its arms. Aura was shown that her child was at peace and in God's care. Without words, the angel spoke to Aura, telling her to look out the window. From the window, Aura could see the home of the children who were staying with her. The home was miles away, yet she could see it clearly from her bedroom window. Around the house, the trees were brilliant, and she felt such belonging. There isn't a light on earth like it, so she knew it had to be from God. Aura saw inside the house, and she saw that the grandmother was dying. She witnessed the soul of the old woman rising from the bed and floating to the ceiling. The light of her soul continued to rise through the roof of the house and out into the evening sky. It rose into the heavens until it met a star and added to the already intensely beautiful light. At that instant, the angel disappeared. Aura knew that she had watched the old woman die, but she felt no sadness, only peace. She went back to bed right away and slept until the next morning. For the first time since her baby had passed, she awoke, feeling satisfied. Suddenly, she heard knocking at the front door. It was the children's parents. After letting them in, Aura spoke first. She passed away, didn't she? Puzzled, they looked at her and asked, how did you know? She said it came to her in a dream. Aura knew her prayers had been answered perfectly with the passing of the old woman and that her baby was now safe in the angel's arms, safe in starlight. Aura was my grandmother, and she told me the story when my grandfather was diagnosed with cancer. I went to stay with her so I could drive her back and forth from the hospital to see him. One day before going to the hospital, she shared this very personal story with me. When she had finished, I could see a blue and white light around her as if she wore a halo. I had never experienced anything like that before, and nothing has compared since. I will never forget the visit with my grandparents in the hospital. My grandmother looked at my grandfather in his bed and said, The stars were bright last night. Grandpa reached up and squeezed my grandmother's hand tight, and I saw tears in both of their eyes. I feel honored to have been told the story and also blessed to have witnessed my grandparents' love for one another. When my grandmother passed, I was asked what of hers I would like to have. I waited to see if anyone else wanted what I thought to be her most cherished possession, the angel picture that hung on the wall above her favorite chair, called the guardian. In the picture, the angel is protecting the children on the bridge, crossing them safely to the other side. Now that picture of the guardian is my most cherished possession. She shared her story with me, and I'm privileged to share it with you. Welcome back. That's my Aura's Angel coloring book that I made 
and finished because Curtis Reed inspired me. And then I sent it to his grandmother, Aura. And then I also um, dedicated it to some of the kids I was working with in Snohomish because their grandparents were passing at the time. And when I was young, I was so afraid of death. It was scary, scary, scary. I had nightmares about it. And when my grandmother told me this story, I know I know for a fact that we're, we're light. We are light and we continue on, I believe, forever. And joining me this morning is Dr. Joanna LaFive Connolly. Welcome. Thank you, Dina. <laughs> I did it's it. It's a pleasure right. being here with you. Well, and this is a, a beautiful synchronicity because I got a LinkedIn from you and I rarely, I'm so busy, but I just saw that you worked with animals and I was just, it was perfect. And I would love, love you to tell the listeners what it is that you do. Well, I'm grateful that the universe uh, conspired to bring us together as well. And uh, definitely we are not in control of a lot of things in life. So, um, And if we let the universe and nature guide us, we uh, it's amazing what can happen way better than we what we could have planned ourselves. So um, I'm a veterinarian. I've been a veterinarian for 18 years. And um, when my dog Haley had to go to heaven, I was able to help her pass at home because I could bring the medications to home, try to keep her comfortable. And after we helped her pass, she put me to work. And so her legacy from the other side was to uh, help me do uh, two other animals, what I had done for her, which is passing at home comfortably with dignity. So she uh, put me to work in uh, starting an in-home euthanasia service. And for the last 12 years, I've been going to people's homes and help their pets pass peacefully with dignity And when the time has come. And I've learned so many wonderful things from the animals themselves. They are the best teachers. Uh, but from their families also, um, those intimate moments with families when they can really tell me how they adopted their pets in the first place. And often it's they often say, no, my pet chose me. I did not choose him. And that's a, that's a very true how our animals will choose us and uh, teach us so many great, great things and how people then tell me how they had a sign from their animal, how the dream uh, told them that it was time to help their pet go to heaven and that we can help them pass and honor their wishes. So um, all those amazing teachings I had to share in a book, so I wrote a first book. That's called Animal Teachings from Haley's Angels Method. So the name of my service is Haley's Angels Veterinary Services. Because thanks to Haley, um, this is amazing what she's uh, made me do and how much I've grown uh, through helping others in that way. So I'm happy to share, you know, the book with you today and with um, so many people that I hope will benefit and can really relate. Because a lot of us have those amazing stories that most people are afraid to share, but the guidance is there. It's so powerful that we need to not be afraid of talking about it. Yes, that's open communication about, I've had so many people have people uh, come to their room and, and the grandmother sees them and they talk to relatives and just amazing stories of people that would be afraid to say what they saw or heard. But the more we talk about it, you'll, you'll realize a lot of people have have it you know and you said made like you said in, in your uh, intro you said made and it is almost like we are made to have a purpose here and, and, and a passion and and when you find that you you have I'm using the word have to there are days when I'm kind of lazy like with the aura's angel I didn't want to do it but we have found our purpose you and I and it's really important 
that we let spirit drive and do what God tells us to do. <laughs> and it's not easy. It's very scary because it seems like once you dare jumping off a small cliff, which seems huge, it always seems huge, but you dare jumping off and your wings appear and you're good to go, then a bigger cliff appears. And because you need to keep growing through all this and it's, um, the benefits are huge. Um, it, it's worth jumping off for sure. But it's so scary that, yes, like you said, we need to ride, let the, uh, take the ride with the spirit and just sometimes close our eyes and hope that we will fall on our feet. <laughs> and we always do. And there is always signs of guidance. Um, you know, we just moved across country. Now we're in Florida. We were in Arizona for 11 years, my husband and I. And we had a, we had a great time. It was definitely our purpose was to go over there. But then when the life chapter ends, and all the signs are pushing us away into a new location. And you're thinking, oh, my God, I must be crazy. This is just, I can't believe we're going to uproot all the animals. Because obviously we've rescued a lot of animals that will find us over the years. And, um, but we were trying to resist because your brain just doesn't want, it's scary. And you're trying to make up stories in your head that, okay, no, no, it's not a sign. Um, it's, it's not a synchronicity. I'm not looking at it. And then it keeps happening again and again, just like you and your book. Um, you know, finally it became clear to you and Curtis was right there in front of you and you had no choice. You had to, it was time and you had to go for it and wonderful benefit that you've reaped and you've touched so many people's lives. And so same thing happened to us. We just, okay, obviously Florida is calling us. Um, we had looked at other locations and other states and it's funny because we went to look at a few houses. And every and I almost um, I, I hurt myself in like three or four uh, on three or four properties that I can remember because it was not the right place it was not the right uh, state for us to be in I got stung by bees at one house I tripped um, and uh, almost broke my ankle at another house you know things were just it was the signs were clear and then we moved to Florida uh, we started finding pennies all over um, on our route you know little guidance little signs to tell us yes you're you're at the right place. Just stop being afraid and go with it one day at a time, and we can reinvent ourselves. We can get to the next level to be as fulfilled as we can to share our gifts with the world. And so it's not easy, but it's, we need to go for for the ride. It's beautiful. And it's everything's intuitive. And then you have that small, still voice, and it gives you the green light. Then you have the synchronicities, and it's that's how you have to live. And I've had many times where there's no signs, and I'm calling it an incubation period. <laughs> Sometimes you're not supposed uh -huh. to do anything. And, and I know when you're working with animals, you have signs. Like you may go to the house and it may be time or maybe not time. Absolutely. Um, one great story that I remember was um, this one um, kitty definitely was not ready to go to heaven. And so it started, but the owner had, mom had called me to come euthanize her kitty and, but it started with a lot of uh, self-doubt. She, she was telling me things that I'm like, okay, right away there's a red flag. And then um, her kitty we could not touch, and we were talking about urination issues. And then when I brought my, um, I brought my medication in the house, uh, the bottle broke. So right away I'm like, oh, this is, you know, I'm listening to this for sure. And then I go look at the kitty who has urination issues, and I can't examine him. I can't touch him because he's really afraid and scared, and he urinates. Um, he gives us a urine sample right in front of me. So I'm like, well, thank you very much. So we collected the urine sample, we analyzed it, and we were able to medicate him, and he lived uh, many more years after that. So animals definitely give us signs, whether it's time or not, and we have to be 
well aware uh, when it comes to doing surgery. And it's the same with people. You know, when you go to your own doctor, if you have the worst uh, dream or the worst gut feeling about this is so wrong, this doesn't suit me, it doesn't feel right, you have to listen to those gut feelings because otherwise you'll end up um, hurt, you know. So we want to prevent those. So true with humans, too, because I find the family is so connected even when they can't talk for the, you know, they're not even there most of the time and they want to pass on, but we, our energy sometimes keeps them there and we get mad when we leave and they go home and they pass, but our energy does affect the dying. Of course it does. Yes, completely. So a lot of uh, animals and people who are dying um, find it too hard to die when their people are there because their families are often not ready or not telling, they're kind of keeping them here and not giving them permission. So often I tell my, my first advice to any family who's dealing with a dying loved one is to give permission to that loved one to go and to follow their path because if it's time, we need to help them die, not to keep them here because we're just prolonging suffering. And it's amazing. Once you give them permission to die, they will often just let go before we can even help. And it's so amazing. And uh, I do this with my own animals. And uh, just recently, I had the oldest, uh, the oldest chicken in the world, and she had arthritis, and she was having a really hard time. But um, I really, when I saw it, I felt like it was getting close, and I just begged her. I did not want to have to use an her. I did not want to have to use a needle because in birds, it's just it's more stressful. And I just I, I begged her to just not make me do it and to go. And it. So I put her in her bed. She couldn't walk. She was she was still eating. She was, um, you know, of course, if she had suffered, I would have helped her with medications. But I wanted to give her a little bit of time. So I put her in her bed. I asked her to just pass on her own. And an hour later, I came back, and she was gone. And my heart just, oh, felt so much relieved because, yes, we can communicate on an energy level with our animals and our people to facilitate that natural process of dying. And I have a true story. I was in Orcas Island. Uh, beautiful restaurant, Oga's Cafe, I believe. And I looked over, and this man was like, um, he was gray, and he was bent over, and out of my mouth came, if I ever uh, die, just if I ever look that way, just kiss me and say goodbye. And I didn't know why I said that. And I could tell he was he was dead. That's Because it came out of my mouth, and I walked over there. The family, was they were eating. They didn't pay attention. And I, I asked if I could do Reiki, and the healer in me intuitively we got him on the ground I started doing Reiki now the place is like crazy you know like tables are falling and they're calling 911 and he wanted to go he was gone and he was 89 <laughs> he turned out to be 89 and it had been his birthday he chosen basically to go and of course you know they bring in 911 they resuscitate him and I you know last thing I hear him he's, he's crying because they're taking him to Harborview well he was a heart surgeon and I'm, I'm sure that's the last place he wanted to go where he wanted to go was where he was before we revived him or, and brought him back. That's my sense. And it was so weird how I was so not in. I was watching. It was like a dream because I was in that space where he was at. And I, I don't know if I ever told this on air, yeah. but I really feel that we keep people alive way too long artificially. Yes. I mean, there is a lot of improvement that needs to happen in the medical system. And, you know, in, in school, obviously, we're taught about the physical body. Um, but there is more. There is the soul, and uh, we do need to stay connected. So that's what I talk about in the book at at large, in depth. Um, we're all the same animals and people, so what applies to one applies to the other. 
and um, that's really what it comes down to. We need to communicate with the doctors also and really work as a team to make the best decisions. We have so many options in the medical system, but we need to be in tune with each patient and make personalized and dignified decisions. And one of them is to help that animal or person die when they're ready, when there's no other option for when quality of life is poor. And what you said about this man's birthday that had just happened, I see that all the time. There's been a study actually that showed in people that people are more uh, susceptible to dying on their birthday. And it makes sense. The cycle of life, you know, we come here and we leave at the, at the same time of the on our same day. So, um, and animals, I see that too. And I talk about it in my book. I find it so... Um, uh, I see it all the time when this puppy was adopted around Christmas time, 14 years later, Christmas time, time for the puppy to leave, or 4th of July. You know, there's always, and, and it's amazing. It makes sense, and we need to stay, uh, to be aware of those signs because it helps us make decisions when uh, the animal is ready to pass. When my horse was sick, I had a very vivid dream um, just before I had to euthanize him. And he was doing okay, and we kept him on pain medication. But then this one night, I dreamt that we were flying together. He was he was uh, white, and he had wings, and he was just beautiful and sparkling, and I was holding onto his neck, and we were flying freely, and he was happy, and this was like eternity. So I woke up, and I felt like he was, you know, that, that's where we was. Uh, you know, his soul was just detaching already, and when I went to see him, First thing in the morning, he couldn't walk anymore, and he, it was clear. And I was crying, obviously, but the dream got me closer that it was ready. That was his way, my horse Majestic, to tell me, we're done here. There's no more we can do. Don't take me to the hospital. Don't try to do anything. I'm ready to go. So I honored his wishes, and I helped him pass peacefully at home. And um, it, it's sad, but we do this because we love our animals. We love our people. So people, we should help them pass more with dignity, with medication, when they're ready, because what's worse than dying is suffering. And I love the dreams. Dreams, I that's a prescription. Have a dream journal. Ask before you go to bed. Watch your dreams. The, the angel came through to my grandmother. After she, one, enjoyed herself, after she was distraught, like her energy was low, then she played, and that lifted her spirits, and so the angel could come through. So, you know, doing the things like Curtis, bringing, you know, fishing and, and being with his family, and then asking the question before you go to sleep, what should I do? And I have had so many people go home and get a picture of the people that are sick or something when they're well, put that picture next to their bed, and they'll get a sign Sometimes they've already crossed, and they come through and say, I'm okay. But it, it, watch your dreams. Tune up your, your upper chakras, your crown, your third eye, and your throat chakra, where you get, and that's what you have. <laughs> your, your crown chakra is really high. You're getting that connection. You're seeing the pictures. And then your intuition comes in where you can act on it. And I, I really do encourage everyone to watch their dreams. And if you feel like you are depressed, again, you got to find that thing that brings you joy or you won't get those dreams or maybe you don't dream at all. So I love that you mentioned dreams. Absolutely. It's one of the multiple tools and, and we need all the tools. We do need the traditional medical system because we, you know, we save lives and when animals or people get into car accidents or hit by cars, we can bring them back and they have a second chance at life and at, like you said, finding what you came here to do fulfilling your dreams, feeding your soul, and it's different for each of us. And it changes as we 
get older too, or you know, once you've accomplished or fulfilled one dream, then there's another one. And learning is fun, so continuing to go through this life journey, we don't know when it's going to end. It could end tomorrow. So trying to live each day like it's the last, uh, to really go all out and feed your soul to the max. And yes, like you said, that's when you are at your best and your channels are all open and you become oneness. You become one with this web of life and you are um, giving out messages to others, sometimes without even knowing it, and others are giving you messages and it's this wonderful team effort that is the web of life. And that's what angels are. They're messengers and we can be messengers. I've had many, and, and people know me as this, like I'll say something random and the person just lost somebody. It just happened the other day. And they're distraught and because their energy's low they're not getting the synchronicities and they're not getting the, the the dreams but the person wants me to say something and I say it and it turns out to lift their spirits and maybe later on they, they can come through but of course there's grieving and that's a process that takes a long time right you you deal with grief oh absolutely grief is is important to grieve also it's important to to close the chapter and to allow it to close whenever it wants to close. Um, but a lot of us resist that end, that end of chapter. And whatever it is, if it's a job that's ending, if it's a, uh, you're moving out of state or someone's dying, um, there is always, it's always bittersweet. And I see a lot of animals uh, dying. You know, they fulfilled your, their life purpose of being there for us when the family will give birth to their first child, let's say, you know, or the uh, all the children have left home, they're all gone to college, then it's the end of a chapter for this one animal who dies also. And so few times that we've moved also, it seems like there's always one animal that's ready, it's taking that opportunity, that open door to say, okay, I'm done here, um, I'm too old, or this is not for me, the next chapter, you know, I've done what I had to do. And so, and not resisting and really looking, not being afraid of watching for what the messages are, because it, it helps you heal, just to understand why this animal or this person had to, to die. As trying to find understanding, it helps us grieve, it helps us make some peace. And then looking up to that next life chapter that's about to begin, and all the all the gifts that are that you're being showered with from the other side and from this side, like you said, we're all messengers for one another. And angels, and your grandma is watching, and my God, she's celebrating with Curtis's grandma. And, know you know, are. mission accomplished. We got her to write this book. You know, we mingle with Curtis and Dina, and they got it done. And so my grandpa, who's in heaven, uh, comes in my dreams and my mother's dreams, too, quite a bit, especially when my grandma was still alive. Um, it seems like he kept checking on her and wanting her to know that he's there moving with her and being with her and um, he doesn't come as much now that my grandma joined him in heaven, but it's very comforting to see their signs. And uh, they've made flowers bloom um, at my mom's house in Canada in the middle of the winter. You know, they, uh, when my grandma passed, the flowers just bloomed out of nowhere. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's winter time, so it's really comforting. Yeah, and I, I've had so many stories, but the the ones that are the best are my grandfather, who I had a dream. It was a morning, and he, I felt like. He, he had been crushed by an elephant. That's the feeling. And I could feel the crushing. And of course, I get a phone call that he had a heart attack. So I race over to Yakima and he's, you know, in surgery and I have to get back to my kids, but he never comes out. They have him on life support. So I, I went back because one morning I woke up and he was still on life support, but he hadn't come, come 
wasn't conscious. And I had a, a candle. To, it was burning. And I'm like, ah, that's my grandfather. So I got back into my car. I go back over there and I bring my brother. And we walk in and he, he looks us in the eye and he starts tapping on his chest and pointing at the clock. And I, we were just trying to like say, is that going to be fine? You're going to live forever? You know, that kind of stuff you say. And as we got in the car, I said, oh, my God, it's his time. It's his time. And mm-hmm. he wasn't a real spiritual guy, but he was like my favorite person on earth. But he kept pointing at his heart and at the clock. It's his time. And then at the funeral, they actually said he had never come to. They literally said he never came to because we snuck in and snuck out. He came through. He had been on the other side. He was already there. And again, he took what energy he had to comfort us, his favorite grandkids. And those I have so many stories. Those are the personal ones. But I have people telling me these stories. And we I really believe we're just energy. And when we leave, we don't have our bodies. We don't have our physical self. But when you dream about someone or you have a smell or that music comes on when you're thinking about them, that's them. And then I also know my grandmother quit coming to me as soon as I wrote the book. As soon as it was out there, she didn't come through anymore. And I don't really believe in calling people on the other side to comfort us. If they're gone, that's a good thing. If they've moved, that's a good thing. So I really believe it's just when they have something to say and there's a message. And then usually I had a friend who passed. Every time I ran into his mom, it was Mother's Day or his birthday. And she, he just wanted me to hug her. And he's gone. He, he doesn't come back to me anymore. But it's, it's really, I think it's, it's, it's a lost, it's an art that we should be learning how to tune up our energy. How's that? Completely. Um, uh, and when we listen to our people um, dying, often they will tell us, hey, I see my mother on the other side, you know, who's there escorting me. And, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people say, oh, my God, she's losing it now. You know, no, listen, listen mm-hmm. to what she's telling you, because she's telling you who's, who else is in the room, all the angels and the, her loved ones who, are, who have died before her. And there's those patients, those loved ones are telling us exactly that they are ready and uh, you've got, they're being escort, escorted by their loved ones onto the other side. Um, one more thing, too, about uh, when our uh, spirit loved ones stop contacting us, I agree with you. They're uh, planning maybe their next incarnation. Um, I see, I've had so many stories that I share in the book about how families are telling me how their pets have come back to find them again over and over, sometimes in the same body, same breed of dogs, sometimes in different bodies, and how they are behaving the same way, or there's little signs that they are telling us that they are who they were, you know? Um, So that's really comforting also, because it's not because we are leaving this earth that we won't see our loved ones again. They might just come back to find us, and uh, that's really comforting. And we can talk about the energy when I do shocker readings, and a man mentions that his uh, uh, cat has um, a big uh, tumor on the throat, and consistently he's missing his throat chakra. I, I've learned if I'm a healthy mother, my kids are healthier. You know, my energy yes. is affecting my kids. So I've had, it's in my book actually, which I have no, no books left, Our Energy Matters, is that if I was healthy, my kids were healthier. And I didn't know that until I wrote the book that I was affecting my kids. You know, my anger issue made my daughter's heart too big, <laughs> three sizes too big, you know, whatever yes. it was. And so with your yes. animals, same thing. Same thing. I see. I started watch, noticing this uh, very early on in my career, and I'm like, "Wow, this is so weird. This dog has a, a back issues, and now the owner's telling me she's had back issues for years." And 
Um, whatever it is, heart disease, like you said, the animal have heart disease. Yes, the owner says, oh, yeah, I have heart disease too. So we swim in those same energies, the same stresses. Um, and also we find each other to grow together. And so we share often the same uh, battles. And that's comforting um, to uh, find someone or, the like I said, the most animals find us. You know, if you don't look too hard and you're very open-minded about which animal you want, uh, the right one will come to you to help you deal with whatever issue you're dealing with. And this animal might end up uh, having the same battle. So together we're stronger and we can help one another. So that's really fascinating. I love that because I did want to mention that you're very intuitive, and so am I. And when I have people actually go listen to what she's saying and they have confidence in me, their intuition grows too. And it becomes, I call it coupling therapy, and it gets stronger. So whether it's a business or you're married, or your intuition is your greatest tool. And if you have people around you that value that, I don't think there's anything that can stop you. I agree. I agree completely. And, yes, it is amazing when <clears throat> you are with other intuitive people or just like my husband and I, let's say we've been through so much in 16 years and sometimes he gets the gut feeling that it's time to jump off the cliff. And I'm like, metaphorically, really? (laughs) (laughs) And um, so together we become a great team of listening to all of the signs and synchronicities, whether he gets them, I get them. And then ultimately we both get them and we work together to keep climbing up the mountain of, self-fulfillment and happiness and and that joy is where spirit can really thrive so again do the things that make you happy and I know your work makes you happy like what I do with my Reiki or my my chakra readings it just it's my purpose it's my passion and it makes my life so rich completely when you empower others and you watch their gift come to life it's there's nothing better than this it's amazing it is. Give everyone your contact because i just so glad. This is like way spontaneous, but when I saw that you had Haley's <laughs> Angel, I'm like, boom, there's my guest because I, I'm letting Spirit drive for my show now, and I was on a ferry going, I think this is going to work. So I'm so glad to have you on the show. What's your contact? So my website is www.haleysangels.com, and the spelling is H-A-Y-L-E-Y-S. A-N-G-E-L-S, in honor of Haley. And uh, from there, uh, you have all my contacts to all the social media platforms. And And just check out her Facebook page, too, um, because you have lots of cute pictures of animals and your healing work. And I just, yeah, and I this will be an archive show, too, and, and, and you can share it. But I really feel so blessed to have both you and Curtis on the show today, and I'm looking up to both our grandmas and... Amen. <laughs> and, and Haley sitting between them. <laughs> oh, man, you should make a, we should make that picture. I'm loving it. Okay, well, you and I will be doing more things together, and thank you for joining me. Thank you. Come back next week more, for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. Away, no, don't go back. Next train's coming down the track.